Gab, you know, it's really hard to dance with you with my hands tied. Too bad. Hello! Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Cruel Summer from Lover. It's cruel, should be a body. So good. So good. So, so, so good. Those aren't the lyrics. It's new. Oh, it's new. Today, we are discussing the song Dancing With Our Hands Tied from Reputation. Dancing With Our Hands Tied is our first D song. And let me tell you guys, the Ds are loaded. Ds are pretty loaded. Great, great songs. I'm excited. Me too. My favorite song is a D song. Very exciting. Dancing With Our Hands Tied is the 11th track on Reputation. Reputation was released on November 10th, 2017, and this song was co-written by Max Martin, Shellback, and Oscar Holter. This song has been played live 45 times by Taylor, all on the Reputation World Tour back in 2018. The song was played acoustically on Taylor's B stage with that awesome green kimono jacket thingy that she that wears. That we love. And the guitar. And the that guitar. green guitar. Such a good moment. Such a great green moment. Such a good green moment. Such a fantastic acoustic moment. Oh, so good. So good. We are very excited to share that we have a guest on this episode. We would like to introduce you to Brianne Jones, one of my best friends who is currently living in Denver, Colorado. Brianne, welcome to Tay to Z. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yay! Welcome, welcome. <laughs> so exciting. When we have a new guest, we like to start off by asking, what is your history with Taylor? When did you first hear Taylor? Tell us it all. Oh, of course. Well, I was excited to think back on this history. I can picture where I was and where my introduction to Taylor began. And it was in my friend Kelly Johnson's bedroom in Moorestown, New Jersey, freshman year <laughs> of high school. Yes. When she moved to New Jersey from North Carolina, she brought with her a relic of Taylor Swift's Taylor Swift album. Oh. <laughs> and it seemed really unique to me because I had never listened to country before. And this was true country. I mean, Kelly was coming from North Carolina to New mm. Jersey. She was country in a sense to me <laughs> in this in this situation. And so I just remember listening to our song on repeat. Oh, it's just sad. it was a capsule of high school and like, driving when you first got that license is a song you listened mm-hmm. to in the car and have on your iPod mini, preferably green. And- preferably green. It's <laughs> a good color. I had a blue mini. <laughs> I didn't get a mini. I just had one of those, the mini disc players. I never got an actual iPod. Oh, like an MP3 player? No, you know, like the ones that had like the little mini discs in them that you could put on the computer and, and you could download songs onto them and they were like little CDs. Those are cool. Those were very cool. I never saw those. Pretty cool. <laughs> We're so old. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of old. Yeah. Our song. I love it. I love it. So, Brie, today we are discussing Dancing With Our Hands Tied. What do you think of this song? Oh, my. Well, I requested to be on this episode because I truly love this song. And 
I told you this early on, and then I had to think of why I truly loved it, and it was a whole nother game, because it just innately resonated with me with the sounds. I love how Taylor had jumped into more of an electronic space in this album, and then for this particular song, she has these electronic synth sounds that she mixes in, and I love music that has happy sounds, and some my, my friend calls them happy bubble music. <laughs> oh, love that. And this seemed kind of like happy bubble music to me, but also some really thoughtful lyrics and just things that resonated with me from the lyric standpoint as well. So I like this one a lot. I'm excited to talk about it and hear what you guys have to say too. Yeah, I loved when you requested this song. You're like, I think this song is underrated, and so I wanted to, I want to give it its time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give it, give it the, give it the moment that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and this is you know our first D song, yeah. and it is only our second Reputation song that we're covering. So there's a lot that the listeners might not know about rap, about this song, about this era, um, and so it's going to be fun to talk about it. Yeah, but so good. Yeah. What about you, Deb? I love this song as well now like it has grown on me so much since we have started this project and this whole week you know the week that we do the research we really listen to the song a lot Mm -hmm. like a lot a lot (laughs) to break it down and one of my favorite things of this era is the new sound that she found with it this is the 11th track on it so the second half of the album and it's more of where she's really going into how she felt during this time instead of what the media portrayed her as which is really neat and so i think that the second half of this album those songs are just so like meaty and like full of emotion and rawness and it just is so good to get into and my favorite part about the song is what you said brie is those synths you know yeah. at the beginning where it's just like the whole notes of those synths and it's just the chords and then over that is like this frenetic energy of her lyrics mm. and she's just like literally like spitting out all of these thoughts and in the background though it's just this like really simple and it just gives it this really cool juxtaposition leading up to the beat drop of the chorus. The, the oh, hands man, we can talk about that the whole time. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. And then what's really cool, what Max Martin and Shellback did with the production of this is that in the second verse, they arpeggiate the chords. So they give it this extra layer on top of the original chord. So instead of having it held out, it's and it's like it increases the momentum of the song Mm -hmm. and it all culminates back into those beat drops of the of the chorus and then like that awesome cut out in the in the bridge and when the lights turn out and feeling when the water rushes in and then the lead back in into the final chorus with the if i could dance with you again dancing with your (laughs) hands like such an incredible journey of a song and like so well built i just love when taylor works with people and i mean she's worked with max martin and shellback for a very long time and they've they have quite the rapport Mm -hmm. that she trusts them with the production and the fact that like she worked with them on this one just excels the number and it's just it's so 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 good and i mean obviously we can just keep talking about this Mm -hmm. forever but gab what do you think (laughs) 
I agree with what you had said to me originally, Brie, that this song is super underrated. I think a lot of songs on Reputation are really beloved. And I think that this song is, but it's not talked about enough. Mm -hmm. Like people just don't really talk about it. But I think it's actually just like such a unique song in like the realm of Taylor's music. Mm -hmm. I love the like fast dance vibe to the song. Like she doesn't have a ton of songs where it just like purely feels like a dance song that you would like hear in a club or dance Mm. to. And I like how it kind of like, drives like it paces very fast then how the paces change from the verses like going 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 to the chorus with the drop yeah which i think i guess just adds to the fact that it sounds like a song you'd hear in a club and dance to right the beat drop there, yeah. yeah for me obviously i love the lyrics because that's what i tend to hear most is the lyrics before then i start listening to music and then Devin will tell me things and i'm like oh that didn't even register to me like i didn't hear that at all <laughs> I was lucky enough to get to see Taylor perform this song acoustically during the Reputation tour. You know, though I loved the song before that, I think seeing her perform it acoustically made me connect to it more. Hmm. And I think made me understand it more because for Taylor, this song is very vulnerable and personal. And I don't think I got that when I first heard it. Sure. But seeing her perform it acoustically and listening to the words and seeing the emotion on her face, I was like, oh, like, I understand it that way. Like, I understand what the song is really about. And I think Taylor making that choice was like a very clear choice that she wanted people to get the song in a different way. Mm. And I think it's cool that we get both versions of it. Have you heard the acoustic version, Brie? I haven't. I have no idea, but I can imagine that would totally change what the song is. It's totally different, and it's just on an acoustic guitar. And it was interesting because I really liked this song. And when she's doing that, I'm like, "That's such a weird choice." When I first saw it, and then I was, and then I'm listening, and she's emotional. She's like performing it, and I was like, "Oh, like mm. now I get it." <laughs> so wow. it's cool. Did she strum the drum beat? On her guitar? Where's no. the drum beat go? That's what we need to know. <laughs> that, that, that's that's all we need is that... that, that it's just, yeah, no, that's not... It's not in there. No. And it's slow. So it's just like... Oh. And she just sings like the, like, I loved you in spite of... There's like no beat under it. Yeah. Oh, I've got to go watch. Yeah, this it's is, really it's cool. It's a game so changer. Different. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. It's like the difference between the Cornelia Street versions as well. Like, the, those two yeah. versions are so different and yeah. yet so good at the same time. It's pretty much the same with this. It's cool when she has a song that's, like, so produced that mm-hmm. then she strips away, but you still like it. It's just so different. And that really is attributed to her lyric and being able to still have this incredible raw song pulling everything out of the way you know i mean sometimes songs can't stand on their feet without the production behind them you know and so the fact that she's able to take these songs that she's written and basically put them in any sort of way version that she wants to and have them all feel like amazing Mm -hmm. songs is is really not every artist could do that Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. It's almost like she's stripping away the distraction. You know, I'm I'm like mm. with the showy drum beats. This was really a big part of the song for me, but when you listen over and over again, you do get finally that stripped down version of what she's talking about, the intensity, the emotion, what these lyrics are saying. Only Taylor can do that because all these electronic artists out there they can't just go say their one word songs acoustically and, and yeah, like, and still make an impact. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. True. it's true. Yeah, that's that's super true. It's true. Yeah. Bree, do you relate to this song at all? I do relate to this song after I did give it those many listens 
and maybe got more of the vibe you got, Gab, when you heard it acoustically. A few things stood out to me about the lyrics, and the first was that she mentions being 25. And so I went straight to like where my life was, where my relationship was at 25, and I can completely relate to her saying that you finally just realize at 25 that there's so much more than just you and that other person. There's this all these circumstances beyond you that are going to directly affect this relationship. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, you're doomed from the very beginning mm. uh, what those circumstances are. <laughs> yeah. And some you're not. You can work through them. But I see these ties behind their back being those circumstances. And Taylor really saying that through all her songs of you know i come with all this baggage i'm Mm -hmm. this i'm fame and i got these people and things in my life that are gonna be hard to work through for my partner for me for this relationship and this is so perfect but those things are not how are we gonna make it through and Mm. what are we gonna do and is this possible and will we be able to dance yes (laughs) honestly yeah it's such an incredible image Dancing with your hands mm-hmm. tied. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked about it quite a bit this week of like, what does that even look like? What does that feel like? You're doing something that is so like natural and organic. And we've talked about dancing before on this podcast as like dancing in cultures is such a way of like courting. We talked about that in Cowboy Like Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing is dangerous game. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and so when you have your hands tied while you're in this position of, of courting and you're not fully there, you're not fully able to give to this other person and dancing is with another person is such a give and take and mm-hmm. you have to keep you know, monitoring what the other person is doing. And if you can't, you know, use your hands, like, <laughs> like, it's so it's so interesting, you're not fully there. And it's a completely incredible metaphor for her situation and for, you know, relationships in, in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. It, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gab, do you relate to the song? I do relate to this song. You know, I've never been in a publicly scrutinized relationship. So like, I that part like doesn't quite connect with me but i really relate to the line i'm a mess but i'm the mess that you wanted Mm. yeah and i mean it's so taylor like talking about the baggage and obviously taylor's baggage is very specific to being this mega star but then there's also this just idea of you know bringing who you are to a relationship and hoping that other person will want you for both the good and the bad just owning who you are like sometimes like it's not easy to be in a relationship with me and like that's the truth and like you know and so like when someone chooses you no it's true but like when someone chooses you they have to choose the good with the bad yeah so i love that idea i'm the mess but i'm the mess that you wanted like you picked me so you are. this is part of it you yeah, are you, you are the you mess did. that i wanted <laughs> yeah and then i really also love the bridge oh so with again. the, I'd kiss you as the lights went out, swaying as the room burned down. I'd hold you as the water rushes in if I could dance with you again, mm. you know? And it's kind of, you know, for me, it's saying, like, their love is worth all of it. And, like, if given the choice, despite all of it, like, she'd still choose to love him. And I like that idea, too. Despite the baggage Everything. or the trials, like, it, you still would choose that. I think it's fantastic. So beautiful. I love the mess that you wanted. It it talks to about how she is finally admitting to all these flaws mm-hmm. mm. that she has in her lyrics for maybe not the first time, but in a realistic and relatable way, not in 
what she might have thought a relationship was way. Totally. As I know you guys have talked about in some of the earlier songs, oh, this is what love is. Um, This is truly her saying she has flaws and, you know, who's going to take these and work with these and how am I going to find that true love that she always thinks about or wants. Yeah, it's cool it's seeing. Scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's really scary. Well, and seeing Taylor kind of go into this mature relationship phase. Where, you know, she's like now an adult in these relationships. And what does that mean for her? So cool. And trying to protect what she wants and needs in a relationship from the world, you know? And Mm. and you're going to go into this a bit in Gossip Gab of how difficult this time was for her and Mm. the relationship with Joe. And like we talked about on Cruel Summer and Cornelia Street, I can't, I still, I can't imagine what that must be like, just being constantly in the spotlight. Yeah. And trying to protect this from from the world and so like i can sort of relate to it i mean all of taylor's songs are relatable in a way because that's what makes them good Mm -hmm. yet with this song it is so like you said it's so specific to her Mm -hmm. that that's all i can really think about when i listen to the song Mm -hmm. is her situation Mm -hmm. i'm okay with that like i think brie what you like about the song is the production of it and the sound of it and that's like enough for me to like want to keep listening to it yep and now knowing everything mm-hmm. about that time listening to this song is that for me that's yeah. how i relate is like oh this this helps me put her life and journey into focus mm-hmm. and all of the music that she's created since then that i've fallen in love with lover folklore evermore is directly because of this time with reputation. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's really cool. Yeah, it was like a huge turning point for her. Yeah, I, I was defining it while I was thinking about it as it was just edge. Taylor got mm. edge this year in reputation. Yeah. And you'll probably go into this about the album Reputation. And I'm so excited about Gossip Gab for this song because I have no clue what this is about in terms of who. But edgy sounds, edgy lyrics, raw realization of who you are coming of age life's getting harder at 25 and like now we have this kind of power to us and the dark imagery behind the whole album you just think it comes through in this song i love yeah. it so much <laughs> yeah and taylor directly like commenting on what the perception of her is publicly mm-hmm. versus like who she is privately too which i do get into in gossip again Bree, did you see the Reputation tour? I saw it on Netflix, not in real life. Ah, uh, me neither. Yeah. Thank goodness for the recordings, though. They're so good. Yeah, me neither. I didn't get to go. I wasn't big enough of a Swifty. Yeah, which, like, we've talked about on this podcast, <laughs> and you've agreed with me that it is true. Yeah. It probably would have made you one faster, though, honestly. Most likely. But, like, I couldn't have you come to Reputation until you got Reputation. Yes. I remember <laughs> you, Gab, thinking about who you're going to invite to this somehow, or maybe entertaining inviting him, but not. There was some conversation that took place. (laughs) Yeah, because we were together for, I think, two years at that point, right? Yes. Like, we were really dating. Yeah, he had a lot of stripes. He just didn't have Taylor (laughs) stripes enough to get the There were no Taylor stripes. (laughs) He had to to earn the Taylor stripes. You have so many Taylor stripes now. You brought me to Bruce incredibly early. The first summer we were dating. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I saw Speak Now in concert, and that that imagery is just world's different. Sure. You know, just thinking about the how total those two fairy stages tale. looked. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and even like the colors of the mm-hmm. era, the costumes, like yeah. yeah, and it matched with where we were in life. Like 
a little more fluffy and college <laughs> and fun and light and relationships didn't matter and then reputation comes along it's like life is real and mm-hmm. things are hard and things are dark but we're so strong and we're young independent women and we'll make great decisions <laughs> i love it yep. so i relate good. to that <laughs> and now we get onto the segment of gossip While Taylor was out of the public eye for several months post the Taylor Swift is over party, she and Joe were starting the early stages of their relationship in secret, mostly in the UK. The inspiration for Dancing With Our Hands Tied came when Taylor was spotted by paparazzi in LA for the first time after being MIA for months. Mm -hmm. They spotted her leaving the gym and apparently shouted all sorts of things at her, including comments about her weight. As we know from Miss Americana... Taylor put on healthy weight during this time after struggling with an eating disorder during the 1989 era. Right. The fact that the paparazzi made comments about her body at all is disgusting. As Taylor shared at a Reputation Secret session with fans, she described the experience as overwhelming, but that her thoughts were less about herself and more about how she could possibly have a normal relationship when that was her life. She said that after the incident, she went straight to the recording studio, cried, and wrote Dancing With Her Hands Tied. Wow. It just sucks that, like, she's been in hiding, all this bad stuff happened to her, and, like, the first time she's spotted in L.A. in, like, months, like, people say derogatory things about her body, like, like that's so messed up. Also, shouldn't happen at all. But I, what's interesting is at that point, it's not that she was hurt or thinking things about herself. She was thinking, how can anyone be in a relationship with me given this whole circus? Ugh. You know? Oh, my God. And then she makes this. Like, what mm-hmm. what is so melancholy about a lot of music is that it comes from a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. This album is, is just, you know, like case... Point A, case A. Yeah. Exhibit A. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, yeah, this was a really that, dark time you for know? Taylor. And, like, this album is so good, and it comes from so much pain, mm-hmm. and, but then it's just, it, it creates catharsis for her when she, like, can perform it and look back on it well, and, and the everything. Love that and formed. From it. Yeah, through Ugh. that pain. And, like, in the song, she's not, like, questioning her relationship because things are going badly. She's questioning it because things are going well. Mm -hmm. And like, she's scared that like, she's going to ruin it just because who she is and what comes with being Taylor Swift, Mm. which like that, that's so that sucks. I mean, you know, like the relationship's going well, but she like, because of her identity and her job, basically she's worried she's going to ruin this love in her life. Mm. And I think that like, in a lot of ways, like dancing with our hands tied is like one of the songs on reputation that really represents like what, the whole album is about like at its core the idea of like the public perception of taylor versus who she really is and then also the effect that the perception of her has on all the different people who she loves i think a lot of reputations about taylor taking control of the narrative in order to protect her private life and finding out like what truly matters to her most and maybe blocking out some of that outside noise. Before performing Dancing With Our Hands Tied at a show in uh, Manchester, England, Taylor said that the song was about feeling a combination of love and fear and how those two emotions coincide with each other and fight with each other. You know, we talked about this a little earlier, but we see this like both love and fear take on relationships and starting relationships 
in so many of Taylor's songs in on Reputation and Lover. And we talk about that with Cornelia Street mm-hmm. and Cruel Summer as well. That like along with this falling in love feeling comes this like very deep fear. And it's interesting that all of these songs like come together in the alphabet. That you know, Cruel Summer, Cornelia Street, Dancing with Our Hands. Yeah, tied, we've had them all. Like, uh, right Death in by succession. a Thousand Cuts. They're like all right next to each other. It is cool. In the alphabet. So we get to talk about them all at the same time, and it and it's really kind of neat. Yeah, it is. Like I'm it. sure she planned that. She did. She planned that. She, she knows, planned And that. she knows we're doing this alphabetical journey. She, she does. does. And she's, <laughs> she's probably listening to it and being like, wow, yeah, I totally planned this for, for an alphabetical <laughs> podcast in the future. Absolutely. And then here's some just like fun things that are like throughout the song, just to also further, you know, show that it's about Joe is that the song mentions, you know, 25 years old. How are you to know? That was Joe's age when she first met him. Crazy. Um, <laughs> crazy. Wow. With the, the lyric, I loved you in secret is actually written on the wall in the music video for Ready For It. Hmm. So, you know, it was Taylor in some of her early music videos from the era sneaking in little Easter eggs for songs that were going to come out or be on the album. Cool. And then I've got lots of lyric parallels, which I love. I think I have a guess of what's going to be in here. Okay. Yeah. You're going to say something about gold. Yes. Golden. Yes. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell me the answer here because I've been tr- – and lockets. And tell lockets. Me about lockets. I've got lockets. And lockets. <laughs> I've got them both. So we know Taylor loves describing her feelings and her love in colors. You know, the lyric, deep blue, but you painted me golden, connects to both past and future Taylor songs. So from red, we know that blue for Taylor connects to sadness and despondency, such as with the lyric, losing him was blue like I'd never known. That's a very common trope, blue is sad. Mm -hmm. The reputation era introduces this idea of love being golden, with him painting her golden, as well as in dress with the lyric, made a mark on me, a golden tattoo. We also will see gold describe love for Taylor in the future with daylight on lover, Mm -hmm. with the lyric, I used to think love would be burning red, but it's golden, like Mm. daylight. And then in Gold Rush on Evermore, which seems to be about infatuation and falling for someone. And then in Invisible String from Folklore, One Single Thread of Gold Tied Me to You. And don't miss the parallel that there was an invisible string that tied them together despite dancing with their hands tied. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just putting that out that's, there. That's, was that your take? That's my take. Is that really your take? Yeah. Wow, that's 100%. a really good take. Yeah, so, cause she's, so the, the first, introduction of gold meaning love in taylor's discography is here and then she brings that all the way through through invisible string and that brings them together even though in the beginning of the relationship their hands were tied do you think that their hands were tied with that invisible golden string maybe brought them together and they both had their hands tied with that same string I think what happens, the way I view it, is, like, their hands are tied behind their backs. Like, you know, dancing with your hands tied, very hard to do. And then, like, as things start working out and they stay private and secret, that strand of gold made it so that they could dance together. Oh, love it. <laughs> oh. And it's tied around them both. Yeah, Beautiful! It goes around both oh. of them. That was my take. It I like ties their hands not. together. <laughs> it ties their hands together. Oh. I, I thought that it. was pretty cool. That is so cool. And like we see, you know, she really loves this idea of gold, meaning love, and she plays it through that invisible string into that Willow music video. Yes. You know, which is also about love. And we see that that and in thread time together. And in Cardigan with the, the gold video, fairy yeah. dust. Yeah. And, you know, I just love the color gold. And I love that gold is love to Taylor because it's so pretty. 
as, as we talked about in Cruel Summer, you love sparkly things. Sparkly, golden, beautiful things. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so she's turned ties of gold from a fearful thing into a beautiful, invisible string later in life because you grow and you learn that everything that was scary was really just leading you to that person exactly, or whatever. Exactly. It's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that Taylor so cool? told us everything. It's so just pretty. Forget therapy. Just listen to Taylor. Right? It's right? true. <laughs> right? In school, get rid of all the textbooks. Just have you know, everybody listen to Taylor Swift. That's true. And talk about it. <laughs> At least instead of English class, you know? You know, I feel like <laughs> this podcast is going to eventually become, yeah, like a college oh, yeah. course. <laughs> and they're going to use our podcast as Ooh. as a textbook. Professor Johnson Eporant? Yes, I Professor like Johnson Eporant. I'm coming. Has a ring to I'm it. I'm signing up. <laughs> I wonder if there is. There should be a Taylor Swift yeah. class. Yeah. I'd take it. I'd take it. Back to Gossip Gap. In regards to like the actual, we kind of talked about this earlier, but in regards to the actual image of dancing with your hands tied, I see it as Taylor and Joe persisting despite everything thrown their way that strove to divide them. Mm. The cards were like stacked against them. And for me, this image, as well as like the imagery that's in the bridge of the song, is reminiscent of one of my favorite Taylor songs, which is Holy Ground from Red. And the lyrics, tonight I'm going to dance for all that we've been through, but I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. Though this song has a different meaning, and it's looking back fondly on a past relationship, I like seeing the through line kind of of what dancing represents for Taylor in her relationships, and kind of like the metaphor of dancing with relationships, whether it's in the beginning, during, or at the end. Mm. I think it's cool kind of connecting those different things. Love it. A weird side note is that I find the lyric, swaying as the room burned down, very reminiscent of John Mayer's song, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room. Oh. Which is a great song. I find that that lyric made me think of that. Yeah. I don't think it's like an intentional thing, but it's very similar imagery. Interesting. Yeah. And then like the idea of like, as the water flooded in feels very clean to me. Mm. You know? Water filled my lungs, that kind of thing. It feels it could connect in that way. And then this is kind of funny, but so the lyric picture of your face in an invisible locket initially led me to think that this song, when it first came out, was about Calvin Harris and the infamous locket that he gave Taylor with their anniversary on it that she wore all the time. Whoa. But upon deeper inspection, I think it's key to note that in the lyrics of this song, it says, picture of your face in an invisible locket. So the locket's invisible. So Taylor's love for Joe, especially in the beginning, was completely secret and kept private, and she never proclaimed it publicly with a piece of jewelry like she had done in her past relationships. That's so, wild. So she could be wearing an invisible engagement ring right now. Right we now. Just don't we know. just don't know. We just don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I hope they're married. I would love that. I fully believe that whenever that happens, we won't know for a while. No. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Unless she does like one of those uh, uh, make the Swifties decode this thing on her Instagram for, for her wedding. I don't think that's going to More be palm trees? Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> All the palm trees. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, it was pretty cool, though. And it, it's interesting looking in depth into a song that you haven't before. Sure. Just picking up all these different nuggets that I hadn't really thought of before where I'm like, oh, okay, like I see like so much Taylor in this song. It really is such a deep song and maybe that's the whole thing is that it is an incredibly deep song but on first listen it just feels like a bop Mm. yes you know like that's 
that is the whole point, is that there is so much complexity beneath what you actually first see and hear mm-hmm. about her. This is why. This is why when you're like, let's talk about this song, I'm like, I gotta dive in here. Oh my gosh, there's so much going on that's been resonating with me without me even knowing what I was listening to. It's just deep down innately felt right. <laughs> you're like, I knew it. You're like, I knew that this song was something. It, it's so different than the rest of the album, too, but it fits in and it defines this wild. Yeah, it's so good. Again, what's crazy to me is that we're going through this alphabet, and when we first started this project, we listened to her entire discography in alphabetical order. Yeah. Before we even, like, started this. So, like, on road trips, we, you know, went through A to Z, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But we didn't go in depth into them. And so it was just kind of like a first listen for me for some of these songs. Yeah, you, you hadn't know? heard Like, I hadn't them. heard a bunch of them. Yeah. Now, when we're going through them in depth, my top 20 is, like, constantly changing <laughs> now. Because it's going to be so hard for me because so many of these songs are so good. Yeah. That I didn't know. Like, how was I to know unless, was I, was I, to real, know? unless I was a real Swifty, you We're, know? Yeah, we've made you into a real Swifty. And Swiftie. so I'm really hoping that this podcast is kind of doing that for other people, too. Mm. Is that giving other people a look into her maybe less known songs and really giving them the due that they're owed, you know? like Yeah. The thought to me that, like, there are certain fans who only know her singles is tragic to me because she has so many good songs and i couldn't imagine not knowing them Mm -hmm. but i don't know a ton in my life of like casual taylor swift listeners like either you listen and you're hardcore or you're not or you don't listen at all right because an album is a journey you know you're really going through her feelings and stage of life and everything is telling a different story in a sense. So much to tie together. Well, it's interesting, too, because she's one of the few artists where I listen to her whole album, Always, No Matter What. I don't do that with every sure. musician. And I'm sure, like, there are a couple I do, some of my favorites. But I feel like most of the people who really love Taylor listen to everything. Everything. Yeah. There's the album, you know, which is the big onion. And then there's the songs, which are also their own onions that you just peel back layers. And I feel like this song is two songs. It's got, you know, that first bop feeling and then you d- dig in and there's always more with her. Yeah. There's always so much more. Yeah. Oh, so cool. So good. So, Brie, what's your favorite line of the song? Oh, man. We covered it earlier because you hit it and I think we just both really relate to this. I'm the mess, but I'm the mess that you want. Yeah. It's just like, I am such a mess that I'm a mess that somebody wants and I'm a mess that I want. I like my mess. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Like, it's cool that I I see hope in this lyric because she's talking a lot about fear, but she's also like, I'm a mess and I'm okay with it and I'm owning it and people can deal with it. I'll have a great life being this mess of a person that's still really great and amazing. So it's it's that line, without a doubt. Such a good line. Well, and also just the idea, too, that, like, you don't have to have it all together and that even, like... Taylor Swift, who a lot of us, like, idolizes this pop star. Like, she also recognizes herself as a mess. Like, I I like that. What about you? Mine is, so, baby, can we dance? Oh, through an avalanche. Ooh. Like, (laughs) what? I mean, the imagery in this song is so incredible. In this picture of, you can just see it. Like, this is another one of her songs that's just, like, so cinematic. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like, where's the music video for this one, guys? Like, come on. 
Like, where's the music video for all of her songs? We need to just there, have a music video. This would for be, everything. this is such a visual song. Holy moly. Ha- dancing through an avalanche of, forget about hands tied. Like, your hands are tied and there's an avalanche? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you guys gotta get off the mountain. This get off the mountain. Seriously. There's floods, there's fires, there's avalanches. Like, this mm. poor relationship is going Everything's through being it. thrown at it. And they're still dancing. The world is trying to divide They're still dancing. Them. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, especially the end, if I could dance with you again. Like, oh. despite it, let's keep doing it. We're going to go. I'll choose you. I, I love it. I love it. Love I can it. just picture, like, all of these things happening and, you know, dancing at the end of the world. Like, mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful. How about you? What's your favorite line? Okay, so my favorite line is, and we, I talked about it in Gossip Gab, but my love had been frozen, deep blue, but you painted me golden. Just that idea of, like, the connecting it to, like, her love had been frozen. She had been hurt before. She had been burned before. You know, she wasn't necessarily ready to love again or to go back into a relationship. But, you know, he painted her golden. Joe painted her golden. And she was able to fall mm. in love again and dance again. And I just love that image of, like, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm on my own. I'm independent. But, like, then finding someone who's worth it to go through that risk for, to go through the fear for. Mm. It's really cool. And it makes me happy for Taylor. Yeah. And a healthy relationship, you know, that is painting her golden, making the best she can be and like getting her through whatever this yeah, stage And she was. deserves that. It's beautiful. And it's like so cool to see that evolution happen with her. So deserves it. Yeah. So good. Even like especially now too, like ha- ha- now that her and Joe have collaborated on Folklore and Evermore and her thanking him mm-hmm. at the Grammys, like that full circle moment given what she had said during Miss Americana when there was like no one to mm-hmm. thank, other, like no one to talk to and call other than her mom, like and she felt like so alone. That's so cool, like that journey and where she's come. Just makes me like have all the feels. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brie, on a scale of one to ten invisible lockets. Oh, I thought you were going to say avalanches. I got Ooh, worried. That's, that's intense. Oh, that would be intense. <laughs> what would you rate this song? I'm going to go with nine. Nice. Okay. It's a big one for me. I just, everything I've discussed, we've covered, it's got a lot going for it. And I can turn this on in whatever mood. And just be happy with what what's playing in my ears. I love so. it. Love that. What about you, Devin? I am also going to give this a nine. Oh, <gasps> what? Well, we got a high rating I'm, from Devin. I'm going to give this nine invisible lockets. This song this week has like been so good mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. listen to, and it is now really up there. Wow. Uh, it, it, I don't think it's cracked top twenty yet. It might eventually, but it's up there. It's like with August. It's wow. it's it's close. I wow. mean, it it's really really good. I like it a lot. I love the vibe. I love the production of it, mm-hmm. um, and just like how she sounds on it and the dancing. Oh yeah, it's so good. Anything with dancing, honestly. I'm a, I'm a big dancer. Yeah, yeah. I like to dance. We know that dancing with Dev. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, everybody, we're bringing that back with this episode, Dancing with Dev. Comes back yes. with the D's now comes, that comes back. it's no longer winter and we it's can still no have dancing. <laughs> We've come out of hibernation <laughs> and we're allowed to dance again. Well, you, Gab, on a scale of one to ten invisible lockets, how many would you give it? I am going to finish out this hat trick and give it nine invisible lockets. Wow. I also love this song. I love how it moves. Um, I found, you know, this week just like 
so enjoying singing it. I like any of Taylor's songs that like move and it lyrically are fast and driven. Like I think it's cool. And then the whole production of it is just so unique and so special. And none of her other songs are like it. And I think yeah. that's really cool. And then obviously I like I connect and like any song that feels so personal to Taylor. Yeah. That's just like a big thing for me. And this is that. So Love it. Dancing with our hands tied. Yes. Nines across the board. Nines across the board. All right. Bree, before we go, is there anything you would like to share with our listeners? Anything about Dancing with Our Hands Tied we didn't cover that you wanted oh, man. to mention? I guess just be sure to listen to this song over and over again. You know, give it a chance. Make sure it's at the end of the album. So some people are sleeping on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned, it's 9 out of 10. Lock it. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you... <laughs> Make sure you give it a chance. Don't know if you heard, but it's a 9 out of 10. Definitely give it a chance, people. And I, Gavin, don't have hard ratings, so. It's true. We're we're critical. I mean, I'm a little more lenient than he is, but it's true. (laughs) We're critical. Well, yeah, the fact that you've grown to love this song so much, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. I might have to go back and redo some of my earlier ratings. Some people have called me out on a couple of ratings from the earlier episodes. Yeah. And I might need to go back and change those. Yeah, revise some of those. Revise some of those. Because, you know, as we've gone... Like our ratings have kind of, you know, gotten more and more, you know, solidified and what we feel about songs and whatever. And, yeah, we and feel very for it. at the beginning of the podcast, we didn't really know like what ratings were kind of going to be. You well, know? I think my scale has stayed pretty Yours similar. has, mine has changed <laughs> drastically. <laughs> you know, because I'm like listening gave, to some of these. You the, gave 22 like an 8. I think I did, yeah. It's a great pop. It's a great pop. It's great. I love that episode. That was such a good episode. So fun. And the fact that was our like first episode was great. Yeah, that was our first it was episode. Really fun. You're right. So anyway. <laughs> Well, Bree, thank you so much for joining us on Tate Z Podcast. Oh, my goodness. It was such an honor to be here. I love you guys so much. And everybody needs to rate, review, like this podcast a million (laughs) times everywhere and follow on Instagram and all socials. And thank all, you. And all thank socials. you, thank you. Listen to Bree. <laughs> Listen to Bree. Uh, Bree, is there anything you want to plug for the listeners? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just hate to see likes and follows. Will do the just, trick that's for it. me. That's all you need. Yep. Perfect. That's all you need. Listen along with us, as Bree said. Check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all of your thoughts. How many Invisible Lockets would you give this song? How many? Which do you like better, the album version or the acoustic version from the Reputation Tour? And we might have to do another story thing with that as well. Story yeah. poll. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So let us know. We love hearing all your thoughts. We love hearing all of your ideas about the songs. If you get a moment, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe or follow to this wherever you're listening right now. Yes. So next episode, we're going to be talking about Daylight from Lava. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tata Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>